Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Anthony Annabonham, founder and CEO of Very. The Very team is on a mission to help people improve their metabolic health by helping users understand the impact of what they eat. With the Very mobile app, users can scan a wearable glucose sensor to get actionable insights and recommendations on nutrition and their lifestyle habits. Anthony resides in Finland, and prior to starting Very, he spent five years at Finland's leading accelerator program, Kiwas, as a co-founder and board member. Anthony, welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks a lot for joining. Personalized health tracking is a space I'm very excited about. Obviously, funding and, and innovation has been flowing over the last few years. I think consumers are, of course, like pretty familiar with, with devices like Whoop, uh, like the Aura Ring. Can you talk a little bit about what you're doing at Very? Very helps people improve their health by helping them find the right foods for their bodies, right? We do that by developing a mobile application that users can scan a wearable glucose sensor in the back of their arm to get actionable insights and recommendations on nutrition, lifestyle, uh, lifestyle habits to improve their metabolic health. Very interesting. And so, and so just to be a little tangible for our listeners, I sign up for Very. I'm going to be shipped a sensor. I'm going to kind of put that sensor on my arm. I'm going to sync it with kind of my iPhone app. And then it's going to kind of monitor how different kind of dietary routines kind of impact my glucose levels and kind of then give recommendations on what to adjust and so and so forth. Is that is that kind of right? That's exactly it. Yes. Very cool. And so talk to me a little bit more about kind of glucose, blood sugar, why it's so important kind of for health. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's this study that came out a while ago, conducted in the University of North Carolina, I think, that looked at the US population and by objective criteria, uh, made the conclusion that 88% of the United States population can be considered as metabolically unhealthy or metabolically ill. The obesity rates are just like going off the roof, right? Like in the US, it's 60% that are considered overweight, 50% are overweight in China, 40% in India, right? So this burden of diabetes and obesity is just like overwhelming. And it's like starting to become one of the biggest threats of the humankind, unfortunately, right now, right? We talk about climate, climate change, which is very real. But we should be as well, like talking about what's happening around us, right? So this is kind of like the the setting the setting the picture a bit bit more. The like why glucose then, right? There is this misunderstanding most like with nutrition is that we look at the wrong metrics, so to say. So simply, we look at calories very much. We don't look that much of the food quality, and one of the leading things that is leading us towards this almost like a pandemic is actually the fact that we eat very poor quality processed foods. And glucose itself is a very interesting and a very good metric to understand uh, the level of like processedness like happens in, in your nutrition in, in, uh, in an, on a daily basis. So that's kind of like why glucose specifically. You can consider as a glucose as the protagonist and insulin as the director, right? So 
when you when you think about it, what we do, we measure glucose, right? So glucose being one of the main sources of fuel for our cells, cells and the modern human mainly runs on glucose, right? So 90% of energy production happens through glucose. Insulin is an anabolic hormone. Anabolic basically means that it builds up. It's, it, it's like building up aspect of, of the metabolism. So it's, it's mainly a fat storage hormone in the body. It basically tells fat cells to store fat and prevent stored fat from being broken down. That's basically how it works. So insulin is produced in the pancreas. That's then released into the bloodstream when your glucose, when you ingest glucose, and then it like gets you back to homeostasis. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of like studies coming out right now where insulin resistance starts building up when you basically like fire that engine, so to say, like too much. So when you constantly create those true ingesting like excessive, like simple processed carbohydrates, you're constantly shooting up that and those insulin levels in your in your bloodstream which is then causing you to become insulin resistance that is then causing a lot of these a flock of these different chronic illnesses such as type 2 diabetes right. alzheimer's that is called type 3 diabetes these days cardiovascular diseases and so on and as well like obesity right so that's kind of like how the how it, how it works so to say got it so with understanding with understanding glucose, we are essentially as well like trying to understand insulin. Glucose works as a proxy to understand our insulin levels. Yeah. So essentially over time, as you kind of build up this inability, like this insulin resistance kind of eventually will transform itself into diabetes, right? Bingo. That's why it's so important to really be extremely cognizant of the way different foods, right, impact these different like glucose levels. It's like a simplification, a gross simplification almost of the ketogenic diets and, and uh, you know, like carnivore diets and the rest of these like fat diets that are going around, right? There is right. definitely a world and a place where folks can ingest like a good amount of carbohydrates in their diet. They right. just like need to understand is the source optimal for, for them. Right. And that's what Barry is doing. And so talk to me about how like a very compares to like a super sapiens or a levels and, and how you guys kind of try to differentiate. That's an excellent question. Like if you think about the, the target market or even, even health as a spectrum, right? Like you have, you have like the athletes that super sapiens is going very hard after. And I, I love that. I, I really feel that it's a, it's a space as well, like that needs a product like this, but the, target audience is very different uh, at the end of the day right so who come to us people come to us to lose weight and to understand you know what food is spiking them and what food is causing them brain fog doing like after lunch periods or people that want to fit into a wedding dress right so it's a very different kind of product that uh, we're, we're really trying to build and um i think that the simplificate like the aspects of like the simpleness and and and, and the brand and and the rest are things that we are putting a lot of effort into. I think that the target audience that we're going after is pretty similar to levels. But I, I think that in terms of like how we've developed the product and how we wanted to go after developing the product is very simple, very low threshold product to enter and really understand, start understanding your glucose levels. You know, it's an incredibly exciting space. I think what's hard sometimes for me is just like, and this is more of a broad question, not necessarily very specific, more about just generalized personal health tracking. 
how do you go about kind of diagnosing like what is kind of too much tracking? Like, I think for me, sometimes I'm looking at the data that like Whoop can provide me and I'm kind of like, like, I don't really need to know that, you know, on a Wednesday morning when I'm rushing, you know, driving somewhere for work or, you know, like, I don't really care if my vitamin E level is 10% kind of deficient that Wednesday. How do you guys think about kind of like mentally what kind of consumers care about at scale and, and not trying, I, I think glucose, right, is a consumer problem that clearly is emerging and extremely important considering like the diabetes and obesity kind of epidemic. Yeah. But as a founder in the general kind of health tracking space, like, is there kind of a way you try to think about like what might be too kind of invasive to consumers versus kind of help, helpful in terms of data monitoring and tracking? That's an excellent question, Daniel. Like we've we've talked about that a lot, like as well, like here here uh, with with our team and a couple of things. So first, I think that it's as well like about like really designing a product experience. You know, like how is the product experience designed? Does it really like take you to that nitty gritty like every single time? It's very like eloquent how you can go about designing an amazing product that doesn't tax the user itself as as you use the product but then as well like the fact that a thing that we as a, as a team don't want to create is another hamster wheel i think we're like in so many hamster wheels like so many hamster wheels that the the modern human is on right like we're constantly running on this rat race right i think eating well it's 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 little changes it's little things that you have to do at what you have to nail and you don't need to be tracking all the time you know you can tune in you can check in you can understand where you're going to and just like plan your journey according to that then that's the kind of experience that we are really trying to design which is not a hamster wheel not another like not to shame anyone not the other instagram or you know something that just like steals away your focus right or steals away any other aspect of your life your time you know whatever right we really want to make you more healthier and uh that means as well like mental health in a way I guess everyone's different and it's just, you know, there is that niche consumer that is so obsessed with every little biomarker in their body and really, really wants to know every little thing that's going on every day and what impacts them, you know, to like the nth degree. And I just, I guess there is a market for that. And I, and I understand. I also think there's the bigger consumer problems that are just a bit more scalable that get me a little more confident and kind of like an early stage company in this mm-hmm. case that like i think glucose is a huge problem that people are, are looking to solve i think food insensitivities you know is also a big one companies like everly well are very impressive to me just continuing on the product so let's say i've been i've been connected to very for a few weeks now you guys have some pretty good data on how different foods are impacting my, my blood sugar levels my glucose levels what's going to start happening i'm going to start getting recommendations on what i should and shouldn't be eating more of or less of or what tangibly will start happening within the app from like a guidance perspective? Yeah, so very much of the application right now, it's it's based on a lot of lot of the like in it, putting in the stuff that you're you're eating. We're we're basically like collecting in a very in a very um, easy and effortless way of data from you of like what you're eating on a day to day basis, understanding the ingredients levels, and through that very quickly in the first you know in just the first hours we'll start seeing these different patterns of like you eating like certain ingredients we can then like start making a much more sense of what kind of ingredients like to not go after so what kind of food types not to go after 
and really like start helping you find that like perfect like macro macronutrient like even like micronutrient level split and understand like what you should be going after on your day-to-day basis in order to stabilize your blood sugar as much as possible so um we have two simple scores that make the product like super easy for people to understand without you know you having a physician or a nutritionist inside of the app right these are like developed together with like world uh, leading world leading people um on uh, on like nutrition sciences and, and so on to understand you know what are the values that we really provide to the user that's meal stability score so we score every meal from one to ten where we take into consideration your peak glucose two hour uh, glucose and type of our range and then there's a metabolic flow score that is a dynamic score that changes throughout the day so you see like constantly like those changes that happen like throughout the day and how that has an effect on your glucose pattern which then turns you a daily score something to go after and and constantly change as well like adjust in your day-to-day basis for example as an example you know you will make mistakes throughout the day right we basically give you we show you that mistakes mistake very dynamically and then we can like give you a suggestion of hey like pick this alternative for dinner uh, that is like less sugary, uh, less carb heavy, so that you, you you'll you know turn out you'll have the the optimal day for you, right? So things like that uh, happen happen in the in the application and are something that we're constantly developing. And then on the after the fourteen days after you finish your first sensor, we basically do a weekly and a biweekly assessment where we assess that where you're going to, how you've progressed, and and so on and so forth. So that's really what we when we try to then like make the assessment on the state of your metabolic health right now and what to go after during your next sensors were they back to back or a more seasonal use case and cadence that a lot of our users do as well where they come back in two months or three months to check in again right we are essentially building a subscription product and that's how we've rolled like from the very get-go so Yep. And ideally, if, if I'm able to hit that optimal diet, I'm sure my energy levels are, are optimal. I'm feeling better energy-wise during the day. My sleep is probably also better as well. So how do you go about, from a strategy perspective, really making consumers feel confident that the data is both objective and accurate? I think it's as well, like it's our responsibility as a the data accurate like the accurateness of the data and as well like showing it like very objectively is our responsibility right so what we what we really do and what we're really striving towards like as well especially in the future is like going like doing a lot more research doing a lot more research with universities around the world doing a lot more research with the sensor manufacturers right so uh just like as well understanding a lot better of what do the metrics like need to be in order for you to really like progress, uh, progress more um, and get into a state of like really seeing those health outcomes come to life, right? Really appreciate all the context. I'm very, I'm just want to ask a few kind of more personal questions just so people can get to know Anthony a little better. Um, yeah. So three or four really quick ones. Favorite kind of superfood that you eat a lot of on a regular basis? That's good. I think avocado. Love avocado, have it all the time. <laughs> For me, it's like avocado, egg whites, and blueberries. Those are like my three. Oh, nice. Yeah. Blueberries is big as well. Blueberries grow in the fires here, like, you know, a lot. So it's uh it's like being in a candy shop when I'm like at the at the summer cottage. It's awesome. Best part about being in Finland. I like the seasons, how they change. 
the seasons, there's like four very distinct seasons. They change. So I really like summer. I loved when I spent more time in California. I really loved the weather there. The human brain just like likes variability. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of love it. I kind of like it. No, that's fair. I was uh, I was on the East Coast for like five years and, and honestly did appreciate having like a real winter. But now being back in California, I'm, not, I'm also not complaining about it being sunny every day. So it's, it's you know, best of both worlds. Biggest challenge you faced in starting Barry so far? Uh, recruiting world-class talent is very hard. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, getting the right people, right incentives, always challenging for, for early stage companies. Awesome. Last question. And, and this is what I ask to every single uh, person we have on the podcast. What are kind of your main focus points for, for continuing to live a healthy life on a daily basis while trying to grow very? Good food. Definitely like good food. Just more experimentation, just understanding more, studying more. Right. Especially I think food is such a big pillar in like overall health, the biggest pillar in our overall health that I'm I'm like a constant student, so to say, just trying to get more and more deep into food, just being active as well. Right. Like being active is, is big. I think that it's very hard for early stage founder to be to remain active, even though like my whole life is surrounded by that. Uh, my whole background is, is like in in sports. Uh, but that has been like very, very interesting where I feel that earlier I, I would hit like, you know, seven, eight workouts <laughs> a week. Now I'm at like five or four, which is okay still, but um, it's uh, very different. Last thing is just like mental health, right? Like, I think it's like, it's like too underrest, like, or too like undervalued the, just like spending more time with your family, having like some sort of a, balance with uh, what you do outside of work as well right so yeah i i believe that you know like when you're early stage founder you have to work really really hard right like you can't take that away but it doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice everything outside of work right so just like spending time with your loved ones gives me at least like so much like more mental mental health like it just like supports that really really big time love that hugely agree cannot underestimate mental health and and, and making time to ensure that you, you're prioritizing yourself and, and kind of your your mental as well. All right. Thanks a lot for ha- for coming on today. Where can listeners learn a little more about Very? Verystable.com. Go get on the wait list. We have around 100,000 people there right now, but we are steadily letting people, let, letting people into the product coming out of the wait list pretty soon. So uh, hopefully before, before Christmas, Android users as well, introducing Android most likely. So Cool. Uh, it's going to be big, going to be huge. And uh, yeah, I, I'm on Twitter as well on Real and Tony. So tweet a lot of stuff about big food and, and the rest of the stuff. Um, so uh, very like happy to engage there. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Anthony, and have a great one. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of the week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.